Inclusion Ireland has been working as part of the disability rights movement in Ireland for over 60 years as a civil society organisation. And I'm delighted to be joined by their CEO, Derville McDonough, who's going to discuss the work that Inclusion Ireland do, but also the upcoming events that are going to take place this month and next. Hello, Derville. How are you? Hello there, good morning, and thank you so much for inviting us on the show this morning. Not at all. I'm delighted to have you on board. Um, I, I Just on looking at your website and the work that you do, and the fact that you're 60 years or over 60 years uh, running, um, but you're a disability rights movement, which is fantastic. So tell us the, the, the work that you do. Absolutely, yes. We're, we're very proud that we have been in existence for over 60 years and have supported um, children and adults with intellectual disabilities alongside their families and supporters to have their rights upheld, upheld in Irish society. Um, and we know we've a long road to travel in that regard and anyone who has an intellectual disability or is a family member of somebody with an intellectual disability will tell you the same thing. And I suppose what we focus our efforts on at Inclusion Ireland, first of all, we're, we're a campaigning organisation, so we really push for changes in legislation and policy and practice that will make a difference in the everyday lives of people with intellectual disabilities. And I suppose what we campaign under, there's something that the Irish government did in 2018, which was we ratified the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities. And that's a worldwide um, protocol which sets out the rights of, that people with intellectual disabilities and other disabled people should have in any state. And Ireland signed up to that in 2018. And that is literally our Bible at Inclusion Ireland because everything that is documented in that United Nations Convention is exactly where we need to see um, society headed if we are to support people with intellectual disabilities to have a really good standard of life on an equal basis with everybody else. So that's our first and foremost. We, we campaign for all those changes, and that could be for things around inclusive education, around housing, around employment, and all of those other rights that many citizens get to take for granted every day. But unfortunately, a lot of people with intellectual disabilities have to fight for it alongside their families. So that's mm, the first mm. piece that we do. And with that, we're also very focused on supporting people with intellectual disabilities and their families to participate, to speak up for themselves and to learn, to have the skills to be able to speak up for yourself and to be at decision-making tables where the rights are, where your rights are being discussed. So we support over 200 self-advocates across the country, so that's people with intellectual disabilities, to learn how to speak up for themselves and advocate for themselves as well, and that's a really critical part of our work. Mm, and then yes. the third big chunk is around making sure that people have the information that they need in accessible ways so that they can access their rights. Because what we see all the time is that information is not provided to people in ways that is meaningful and accessible. And that makes it incredibly difficult then for people with intellectual disabilities and their families to be able to speak up and to be able to access their rights. So we do that in a few different ways. We, we have information talks that we run regularly for, for people with intellectual disabilities themselves and for family members. You know, we run seminars and events. We publish information on our website and across our social media channels so that people understand what's happening in their world and how they can access their rights. And that's an incredibly 
big part and important part of the work that we do every day. Yes, it's fantastic that you know that you're you're giving people a, a platform that they can be involved in the decision making and they can also you know get their voices heard, which is you know hasn't been done uh, properly. Uh, up till now, you know, you're you're working on that. And you've also, for the next three years, you seem to be, you're focusing on five different campaigns. Do you want to talk about those? Sure. Um, well, I suppose first and foremost, if we start with children, we will be focused over the next three years, and we've begun this work already, on our inclusive education campaign. And that to us at Inclusion Ireland is so fundamental for people. I mean, it's it's difficult to think about. And if you don't know somebody with an intellectual disability or you don't have a family member with an intellectual disability, you know, it's hard to get our heads around um, the difficulties and the challenges that people face when it comes to accessing just the simple, straightforward right of being able to go to your local school and get the support that you need to do so. So what we're finding all the time, I speak with family members all the time, as do the team, and we meet with children as well who have to struggle every day of the week just Mm -hmm. to access that basic right of being able to go to your local school. Mm. So I just spoke to a father really recently who had applied to over 30 schools for his son with an intellectual disability because he wasn't sure if he'd get into the local school or the next school over or the next school after that. So it's an incredibly big challenge. And then once children do actually get a place in school, sometimes it's not the correct place or the supports aren't there to support that child to really have a good, high-quality education experience. So we often see children then on reduced timetables in school who sadly are being expelled from school or secluded in some way in the school environment as well. And we hear those stories every day of the week. So although we've made some progress in the state around inclusive education, we've a long way to go. And Inclusion Ireland are so determined we are going to put as much of our resource and our effort as we possibly can over the next number of years to see some changes in this Mm. regard. We just feel we need to get the whole community on board with this message about the unfairness that faces a lot of children with intellectual disabilities. It should be just a given situation that you should be able to go to your local school. And even if you need a whole lot of support to do that, that support should be available to you and your family. But unfortunately, that's not the case for many children. And we just feel that that's really unfair. And we Mm. would love the whole community to get behind that campaign and there'll be more information that we'll be publishing early in the new year about how people can help with that campaign as well and come on board with us. Yeah. So that's one that's there's one not really enough um, there's not enough SNAs available as well. Sure there's not, so that's another that's, thing that needs to be addressed. That's one one very significant part of the puzzle for sure. And also what schools and teachers tell us is that there's not enough training and education available for schools as well or the training Mm. and education that is available isn't appropriate or suitable Um, so we need to look at that as well and and take that very seriously and also a lot of schools tell us and what we're observing as well is that the school environment itself um, isn't set up to support every child in the community you know there needs to be a whole look at how our schools are formulated and set up so that there's spaces for children to meet their individual needs and some schools don't have those kind of spaces available at the moment and that needs to change too. Like really we should be looking at a case, um, we know this is going to take time and um, the changes that we're looking at will not happen overnight but what we need is a 10 year plan from government to really incrementally 
steadily make changes for children with intellectual disabilities so that they can go to their local school. Um, and we need to see that resource year on year. So absolutely more special needs assistance, more supports, more training, better environments for our children. And all of those things need to come together in a really good, solid plan because the children that we're talking about absolutely deserve that chance at a high quality education and they're missing out on that every day of the week. Mm. Now, with regards to that, you have something coming up on the 30th of November. It's actually an online event for advocating on behalf of your child with regards to education. So do you want to tell us about that? Yes, great. And thank you for for bringing this forward. And we'd, we'd welcome anyone. We still have places if people would like to register with us for this event. So what families are telling us is that they find the whole system around education incredibly complex and difficult to navigate. So what we have done is put together this information seminar for parents. It's, on sev- it's at 7.30pm on the 30th of November. It's online, free and open to anybody who has a child with an intellectual disability and who wants to learn more about how to advocate for their rights in education. So we'll be talking about the education system as it currently stands, the kind of rights that your child has within the education system. We'll be talking about things like if you're not satisfied and you need to make a complaint, how you can do that. We'll talk about very practical tools and tips that you might need as a family member to support your child in in education. Um, and we'll yeah, so we we look forward to to welcoming people on the night, um, and we welcome questions in advance of the seminar as well. So if people have specific questions they want to ask us, we'll weave that into the presentation on the night as well. So we're Brilliant. hoping it's a really practical support for families who are navigating such complexity, and we want to make things very straightforward for people show people really clearly what their rights are, what their child's rights are and how they can go about getting practical help and support on their journey. Fantastic. It sounds like a really, really good evening and the fact that you can put in specific questions in advance that you'll be tailoring it all around their their specific needs is fantastic. And that's what we try to do at Inclusion Ireland all the time. I mean, we listen to our members, we listen to our supporters, we listen to people who contact us and we tailor all of our our information talks and our information on our website to meet people's needs. Um, So absolutely, we welcome questions. And if people want to get in touch with us in advance to sign up, they can email us at info at inclusionireland.ie to register or to send in any questions in advance of the seminar. Fantastic. Now, there's also um, more events and campaigns coming up. And the next one on your calendar, I suppose, because of uh, International Day of People with Disabilities, there's an event access to your community. And that's taking place on the 4th of December. That's it, exactly. And we're very pleased to partner with Trinity College Dublin and the Centre for People with Intellectual Disabilities there. They've been a great partner of ours and we often work together um, on our on our advocacy for people with intellectual disabilities. So this day, it's a day for and by self-advocates. 
Um, it's been designed by people with intellectual disabilities. Many There are presenters on the day, people with intellectual disabilities, who will be presenting on their lived experience of how they access their community and the barriers that they encounter every day in terms of living a whole and healthy life um, as an equal citizen. So we'll be hearing from people who will tell us about the barriers that they have around transport in their community, around accessing housing and the supports to live in their house. And people will be talking about even down to things like the driver theory test and how inaccessible it is for many people with intellectual disabilities and how we need to make that fairer and better. So we're really delighted that um, many ministers have come on board with us to support this particular event. Um, Minister Darrell O'Brien will be providing a video address on the day looking at the new housing strategy for disabled people and how that will hopefully have a really positive impact on people with intellectual disabilities lives over the next few years. So we're really looking forward to this being a gathering of people with intellectual disabilities and their supporters as we put forward our ideas about how to make our communities better, more accessible and equal for people with intellectual disabilities. And now that's taking place in Dargan Theatre in Trinity Business School. Is that right? That's it, exactly. It's from 11 o'clock to 3pm on December the 4th. And again, if people want to get in touch with us about coming along on the day, they can get in touch on info at inclusionireland.ie or have a look at any of our social media channels or our website to get more information about how to register. Yes, yes. They can also go on to Eventbrite. Um, there's access to That's your it. community they can get on through there as well. Um, and is there a fee for that? There's no fee for that. Our events are free. Excellent. We're very fortunate to have mm. the support of Pubble for many of our public events. Um, we receive some funding to support us to to share information with people with intellectual disabilities and their families. So we're, we're very pleased to um, have both of these events that I've spoken about today are free of charge and open to anybody who has an interest in supporting our movement for change. Yes, very good. Now, what other campaigns do you have coming up? Because um, there's five in the next few years. Absolutely. So what people with intellectual disabilities and their families have told us is that, as I've mentioned, inclusive education is a real critical priority. Yes, yes. People have also told us that housing and supported living is so important. Mm. So what we know about about housing in particular is that in Ireland today, we still have 2,400 people with intellectual disabilities living in institutional settings who have never had a chance to move out into a home of their own. We also have thousands of people with intellectual disabilities living at home with their family members who are ageing. Um, we know that there's well over 1,500 people living with family carers who are 80 or over who are looking to move out into a home of their own and aren't being provided with the support to do so. So that's another critical area for our members and our supporters and something that we will be focused on over the next three years. We've already done a lot of work in this space and been very public in our advocacy. We feel that everybody, and so does the United Nations, feel that everybody has a right to live in their own home in the community with whatever supports that they might happen to need to live there. And unfortunately, that's far from the truth for many people today. So we really need to push that agenda forward and get people behind us on that movement as well. Um, likewise, we're also focused on employment for people with intellectual disabilities. Like the statistics for Ireland are really shocking in this regard. Um, 
we've one of the lowest rates of employment for people with intellectual disabilities in Europe. Wow. Um, and recently we ran an event in partnership with the Irish Human Rights and Equality Commission looking at how we could make this better and how we could support um, employers to become more inclusive. Um, so alongside a group of self-advocates, six um, fantastic self-advocates who spoke up about the importance of employment, we developed a guide for employers um, and this guide, I suppose, supports the development of more inclusive cultures and how employers can actually go forward and employ people with intellectual disabilities successfully in their organisations. So we've published that guide recently. Um, and if people want, have an interest in that, they can get in touch with us and we can send we can send them a copy. It's also available on our website. And it, it just has really practical supports for people in that, such as knowing about employment rights, how to make sure that the communication you use in your um, in your workplace is accessible for people with intellectual disabilities, how to change recruitment practices so that you can open up your doors to more people with intellectual disabilities in the in the workplace. So I suppose we try to, alongside our campaigning work, we also try to provide really practical, accessible information mm-hmm. um, so that the change can be created. Because it's very easy for an organisation to point out all the problems, and we could do that all day, every day, because there are many problems and many issues. But we also need to be there to build better. So we, alongside pointing out the issues, we also like to provide practical tools and information to people about how to make situations better. So that's one example with our our employment campaign and those kind of tools that are available and published for, for employers as well. Um, some of the other issues will be very much focused on our access to services and supports for people with intellectual disabilities. So that's, um, you. I'm sure that your listeners have heard a lot about the waiting list for children um, in terms of accessing therapeutic services. So we, yes. we focus a lot mm. of our efforts on raising those issues publicly mm. and also working behind the scenes, looking at how we can support um, those systems becoming better and the waiting list reducing and more and more children getting access to the therapies that they need and deserve. So we will be focused on that element as well over the next few years. And you also on your website, I see that you'll be working on helping people with the cost of a disability because, you know, it is recognised that there are extra costs to having a disability and you're going to be, I suppose, working with the government and trying to help in in this that's that's it exactly. So the government themselves published a report over a year and a half ago, and they commissioned a report to look at the kind of costs that disabled people face just by having a disability in Ireland today. And what they discovered um, in that published report was the fact that by having a disability, you face anything between nine thousand euro extra a year up to thirteen thousand euro extra a year of costs, and that's for things like additional transport costs. Maybe there's additional heating, lighting costs within your home and because of the kind of disability that you have. Maybe you need to pay for access to therapeutic supports. 
maybe you need equipment to lead a full and healthy life and all of these costs add up and add up and add up. So many people with intellectual disabilities and their families are living well below the poverty line in Ireland today and we just think that is a shocking a shocking fact mm, um, mm, and definitely. the government urgently needs to step in and support people with intellectual disabilities to um, to have a better quality of life and to provide the kind of support and funding it needs to, to have that life. Um, so we have asked for a specific cost of disability payment from government and that would be a payment every year that a disabled person would receive to help meet some of those additional costs that they face in their day-to-day lives. So we will be campaigning about that over the next few years as well, alongside and in solidarity with many other organisations who are also campaigning for um, for cost of disability measures as well. Yes, you're also looking for an increase in the rate of the disability allowance, um, a permanent cost of disability payment and a special fund for equipment and technology. There's so many things that you're uh, advocating for and uh, uh, trying to help and fight, fight for people's rights. It's, it's amazing the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. And we couldn't do it without the support of our members and the people that we engage with every day of the week. I mean, people tell us their stories. They trust us with telling us their stories. They tell us about all the difficulties that they experience every day. And I suppose our job and our responsibility as an organisation is to do our absolute best to listen and to take on board that feedback and to push as hard as we possibly can for the changes that people desperately need. And I know I speak for the team at Inclusion Ireland, we won't rest until things improve for people with intellectual disabilities and their families. We are so determined to work in solidarity with people so that people can have a really good life and the same rights as that we all take for granted all Mm -hmm. the time. Just the right to go to your local school, the right to live in a house, with the supports that you need to do so, the right to have accessible transport, the right to have a decent quality of life and enough money to not live in poverty. I mean, these are all basic things that any human being should have a right to. And we won't rest at Inclusion Ireland until we see those changes really um, progress for people with intellectual disabilities in the lifetime of our strategic plan over the next few years. That's fantastic. Now, where do you get your funding from? Okay, so we we get funding from a number of different sources. So um, I mentioned earlier we get funding from Pubble. They support many community Mm. and voluntary organisations to support people, um, to support disabled people and people from other marginalised communities. We get a certain amount of funding funding from the Department of Children, Disability, Equality and Youth. And we also get funding from the HSE. Um, And then we apply for various funds on an annual basis um, to progress our campaigns and our projects. Um, So, again, our funding is very diverse and comes from a number of different sources. Um, And that will probably continue to be the case. But, of course, we're always looking for more funding because um, there's so much, as you have rightly pointed out, that we need to achieve um, together and collectively with our members. So... Um, we're always looking for new and additional funds to support our campaign work and and to be even more effective as an organisation. Yes, and of course, people can become a member. Um, family members can be can become a member, and then there's a, a small charge for that. Um, you know, people can can help and donate, I suppose, in that way. 
Yeah, so we don't uh, we don't see our membership as a way of us making money. Really, our membership is a way of us making sure that we have a community of people behind our movement for change and behind our campaigns. So you'll see that's reflected in our prices because to, for a person with an intellectual disability or somebody who's not in paid employment, it's one euro per yes. year to be mm. a member. Mm. Um, and I suppose, and for family members, it's it's 10 euro per year if you are in paid employment. So we don't ask, we don't ask for a big fee because we recognise, of course, the the challenges that people face financially every day of the week. It's more about becoming part of the movement and really supporting our campaign work. So when you become a member, you get the first um, communications about any of our events and you'll be the first to hear about it because many of our events get sold out, but our members get first dibs on all of them. Um, We also support any of our members to take part in consultations. If there's a government consultation happening, we'll make sure that our members are really involved in that to have their voices heard. And members get to come to our AGM as well and to vote on any changes that we're making in the organisation mm. and mm. to have their voices heard as well. So it's really about becoming part of the movement and supporting the movement for change. So we welcome members, family members, and we welcome people with intellectual disabilities to become uh, to become members um, and they can do so on our website easily. So it's just inclusionireland.ie, isn't that? That's it. it. Yeah. Or exactly. they can email for any information to info at inclusionireland.ie. That's it, exactly. Excellent. Thank you so much for coming on, Darvel. And um, the best of luck with your upcoming events. Now, the one on Thursday, the 30th of November, which is online, and the one then in Trinity Business School on the 4th of December, Monday the 4th. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you so much. Not at all. Take care now.